book fifty four chapter six of a class book of old testament history this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. recording by lawrence trask mount vernon ohio a class book of old testament history by george frederick mcclear book fifty four chapter six the accession of solomon the new king was hardly seated on the throne before he was called to repress with a high hand a second and dangerous attempt of adonijah to obtain the kingdom as is usual in oriental countries the influence of bathsheba the queen mother was very great to her adonijah preferred a request that she would intercede with the king in obtaining for him the hand of abishag the shunammite his father's latest wife first kings two seventeen bathsheba sought an interview with solomon who instantly saw in this petition a design upon the throne and declaring that adonijah had forfeited his claim to the indulgence extended to him after the late rebellion directed that he should be put to death by the hand of benaiah but he divined that others were concerned in the insinuating request and notably the high priest abiathar and joab the commander-in-chief the former in consideration of his past services was not put to death but simply degraded from his high office and ordered to live in retirement at anathoth a levitical city about three miles north of jerusalem whereby the word of the lord concerning the house of eli was fulfilled first samuel two thirty one through thirty three news of these events no sooner reached the ears of joab than he fled for refuge within the curtains of the tabernacle at gibeon and caught hold of the horns of the altar thither however solomon sent benaiah with orders to put him to death benaiah went and told his old companion in arms the king's command but joab refused to stir from sanctuary and the other returned to the king for fresh instructions solomon bade him not spare but fall upon him even at the altar urging his execution as a just recompense for the murder of abna and amasa thereupon he returned once more and fell upon him at the altar and obtained the important post of commander-in-chief while zadok succeeded to the high priesthood first kings two twenty eight through thirty four though david had spared the life of shimei he had on his deathbed cautioned solomon against him and now possibly owing to some unrecorded symptoms of disaffection the young king renewed the concession but on condition that shimei confined himself to the city of jerusalem and did not stray behind the brook kidron which separated him from the road to his old home at bahurim for three years shimei carefully complied with this condition but two of his slaves fleeing to akshish king of gath he went thither and brought them back this sealed his fate intelligence of what he had done was conveyed to solomon who sent for him and ordered his executions by the hands of benaiah first kings two thirty six through forty six shortly before this last event the king convened a general assembly of all the notables of the realm at gibeon where was not only the venerable tabernacle of the wanderings but the brazen altar of burnt sacrifice 
second chronicles one three through five there accordingly were gathered together all the great officers of state the judges the governors and the chief of the fathers and a thousand burnt offerings were consumed on the altar on the night following this solemn ceremonial the lord appeared in vision to solomon as he slept and bade him prefer any petition he desired impressed with the magnitude of the office to which he had been called as yet humble in his own sight and mindful of the mercy bestowed upon his father the young king prayed not for riches or honor or long life or the life of his enemies but for a wise and understanding heart that he might know how to rule his people his prayer pleased the lord and because he had requested nothing for himself he who is wont to give to the sons of men more than they ask or think not only promised him wisdom and knowledge but assured him that all the blessings he had not asked should be added unto him including length of days if he for his part took heed to observe the statutes and commandments of jehovah as his father had done before him first kings three six through fourteen returning to jerusalem the king offered burnt offerings and thank offerings to the lord before the ark of the covenant and celebrated a sacrificial feast with his whole court first kings three fifteen very shortly he was called upon to give proof of that sagacity and clearness of judgment especially in judicial cases so much prized by orientals of two women inhabiting one house together each had an infant child the mother of one overlaid hers while she was asleep and rising at midnight laid it in the bosom of the other woman taking her live child in its place in the morning the latter discovered the deception that had been practised upon her and demanded the living infant this the other woman refused claiming it for her own and both of them appealed to solomon who commanded the living child to be divided into two halves one of which should be given to each the anguish of the real and the cruel acquiescence of the pretended mother in this sentence decided the point in a moment and proved the sagacity of the king and besides judicial sagacity solomon was eminent for his attainments he was deeply versed in all the knowledge of his age his wisdom excelled the wisdom of all the children of the east country and all the wisdom of egypt first kings four thirty in the course of his life he spake three thousand proverbs of which a considerable portion remain in the book of proverbs and his songs of which the song of songs alone survives were a thousand and five he spoke or wrote also of trees from the lofty cedar of lebanon to the humble hyssop that springeth out of the wall of beasts of fowl of creeping things and of fishes his fame spread abroad among surrounding nations and there came of all people to hear his wisdom first kings four thirty four end of book fifty four chapter six recording by lawrence trask